0: Greetings, people of Earth and any other beings that are listening to this broadcasting. Thank you for joining us for episode 5 of the Contemporary Hawaiian Poetess bonus series, Carry On, My Wayward Son. This week, we talk about the 2002 made-for-television movie, Carrie. How did you know we were going to talk about Carrie on a podcast series about Carrie. Maybe you're psychic. You should investigate. As always, a very strong listener advised warning is issued for all of the Carry On My Wayward Son episodes as we talk about a lot of strong-themed subjects like sexual assault, periods, (laughs) and... um. I don't know. Lots of other stuff. Uh, there's also a conversation about gender that Daniel and I have that I said I would never have. Maybe, like, towards the middle end of the episode. So have fun with that. Just a quick reminder that all of the episodes in this series are for entertainment purposes only, and everything we say is also for entertainment purposes only, and are just our opinions which may change as we continue to experience life. As always, there are a ton of links in the show notes for this episode and on my Instagram page, Contemporary Hawaiian Poetess. I always post in my Instagram stories um, photos to things that I've talked about in this episode and then I put them in the little uh, highlights reel In my Instagram bio I do that for this episode and every episode of contemporary Hawaiian poetess so if that is something you would like to check out please do so and follow if you like the Instagram page Uh, we also Daniel and I have also been doing special patreon episodes specifically for the carry on my wayward son series. We just recorded one before this, which is why we're a little, I think, amped up and excited in this episode. Um, that is where you can find more about Carrie Bibliomancy, which we do a little at the end of the episode, and numerology. So if either one of those things interests you, please go to my Patreon page, Contemporary Hawaiian Poetess. You can find a link for it in the episode notes, or in my Instagram bio. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Enjoy, and leave us a like, review, and a written review, especially on Apple Podcasts, as that is what helps to get this podcast seen by more ears. Also want to give a spoiler alert warning as we talk about all parts of the 2002 movie and away we go i peed my pants in the city of love corey lovejoy
1: and i put cayenne pepper in my coffee grounds because i love to suffer daniel honey
0: and welcome to number five episode of carry Carry on on my my wayward wayward son son.
1: feeling like i wasn't listening to you so much uh oh, and really? i would just kind of like be like mm-hmm, and then talk about whatever So <laughs> like i wasn't doing a lot of responding
0: and then i felt like i was just like you kept going oh let's talk about the ending and then i changed the subject so i felt really
1: bad you don't get to know what we're talking about specifically nope. unless you pay three dollars for our paywall but um if you do have thoughts about um our uh charisma our flow and our chemistry please leave us a five star apple review and tell us what you think yeah. even if it's a bad thought give us five stars
0: just give us five stars write something bad or nice but just give us five stars for five episodes <laughs> exactly five stars for five episodes um so this week
1: dearly beloved we are, are gathered, gathered here, here today, today to, to talk, talk about, about carrie from 2002 we didn't rehearse that no. that just happened and it's one 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 and we are so in sync Damn. Okay, okay, so, um, can we open, um, okay, I just remembered that we're doing what we just said we're going to do, which is talk about 2002, Carrie, and oh, I just yeah. got filled with excitement. You or maybe did? it's because I drank coffee five minutes ago, and that just is hitting, but I'm ready and rolling, and, like, my engine is fired up.
0: I'm ready, too. So, Carrie, 2002, maiden? I'm very ready. Did you know that was a made-for-television movie?
1: I... I don't think you can watch that and not glean that.
0: Also, did you know why it was a made-for-television movie? No.
1: Is there a reason?
0: Yeah. That was the pilot episode for a Carrie TV series that never happened.
1: That oh, was... Oh, that really made... Oh, no! Yes. oh, no! The oh ending. no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! I want that so bad! Okay, okay so okay. should I tell you what my
0: ultimate Carrie TV series would be? Yes. Cause we talked about it previously, but I've given it more thought. Ultimate Carrie television series. Based on Taika Waititi's What We Do in the Shadows television series. So there's a camera crew following around a girl who's get getting ready for prom, but lo and behold, she has telekinetic powers. She accidentally kills all of her classmates. And then she runs away to Florida, and then the camera crew's, like, following her through prom, the devastation of prom, and then the camera crew follows her on her adventures into wherever she moves that she's trying to hide being telepathetic.
1: Fun. What's the tone? Is it like The Office? Like mockumentary?
0: Yeah, mockumentary. Oh
1: my god, that sounds so fun. And of course, I don't know, in 2002, was Florida like the meme that it is now where it's like (laughs) everything happens in Florida?
0: Man, if anywhere would be a great place to set Carrie it'd be in Florida.
1: Face-eating bath salt guy. (laughs) But actually, did you know crazy stuff doesn't happen in Florida at higher rates? It's because Florida doesn't have laws that the other states have. Is that what it is? It's that, uh, yeah, their news reporting laws allow news to be reported, like, the day it comes out or something without the consent or something like that. There's some law that other states have that Florida doesn't. So it's just huh. a matter of news being reported.
0: Uh, so we hear more crazy news because they report it more. That, that could be saying? true. That
1: could also not be true. Uh, So, uh, rating? Uh, blueberry rating? Uh, one... <gasps> Okay, I knew that we were gonna disagree. I didn't know oh, we were gonna disagree to Okay, okay. Well, I've no.
0: We haven't talked about this. So
1: blueberry rating out of seven. Corey gives it a one. I give it a six. <gasps> I knew, no! I knew we were, I knew we were gonna say it differently because I know, I'm, I know what you're gonna say about how they handled the ending.
0: Yeah. Um. I can't wait. And, to and talk I'm gonna about tell it now. to you and
1: not let you say it. <laughs> but yeah. um, to me, the only faults with this movie. Yeah. Are that. It was a made-for-television movie in 2002. I think that given the raw footage, an editor today could make this into a stellar film. You know
0: what? I'm not going to disagree with you there.
1: I absolutely love this film. I love so many of the choices that they made. Um, I think a lot of the performances were really good.
0: I'm making it easier is face.
1: really shaking her head, like, she vehemently mm, disagrees. Mm. I adored this film,
0: so okay. So, wait, let's couple things. We were gonna watch all of the movies together and then talk about them, but then we decided to watch most of them separately so we could have our own experiences. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really, I'm really glad we did that because we've had totally different experiences. Secondly, there's quite an age gap in between me and Daniel. I'm 41, Daniel's 26.
1: Oh, I was going to rub that in at one point. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask what you were doing in 2002.
0: Well, I was going to ask you the same thing, too. In 2002, I think I might have been working at the hotel here already. Mm. At the Manali Bay.
1: I was in second grade.
0: Oh, my fuck. So (laughs) I'm already, like, a fucking adult. Graduated from high school. Starting my second job. And Daniel's in second grade. But also, thanks, Universe, for bringing us together. For sure. Should we talk about our origin story or save that for the last episode and our patreon
1: that sounds fun um oh oh i really like the patreon tease but i like want to talk about it
0: okay i'll tell you what this is what we'll do we'll do a patreon where you can get uh first access to our origin story and then on the last episode when we have our karaoke party we'll talk about it then too
1: okay so we'll just make a segment today mm-hmm. while we're recording yeah or next. that'll go up on patreon yeah, and then. Or okay, an accent, yeah because yeah. now that you talk about that that sounds something really fun to me
0: yeah i thought so too um yeah so we're recording all of these in the future um maybe in like i think we'll get, get this project done in like a month total maybe and then we spread it out over two months patreon uh podcasting magic
1: hmm so uh, can I, I'm going to tell you what Corey thinks about the oh. ending, which oh, yeah, is that tell me. she absolutely, so in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, Corey goes into like a, Cory. <laughs> Corey goes into a fugue state because of the rage she experiences watching this <laughs> god awful television film. Just kidding. Carrie goes into a fugue state, <laughs> uh, at one point during school, which foreshadows that during the prom, the blood thing, ha- they've spilled the blood on her. She goes into a fugue state. She is not conscious. Her, it's like her power is acting on its own, does the destruction, and then she wakes up later and is like, "What happened?" Uh, I think <laughs> Carrie, I think Corey hates that because it takes away yeah. Carrie's power. I did hate that. It takes away the um yeah, just the uh, the magic of rage, and yeah. um, which is kind of like the central point of Carrie. Mhm. Uh, I love that. Why? For two reasons. Number one, I think that it preserves the innocence of the Carrie character, which I think Mm. is because she's supposed to be or because she's the archetypal maiden, right? The, like, pure Mm -hmm. whatever, innocent person. Um, But I also don't think that her going into a fugue state means that it wasn't her who caused the destruction. Mm -hmm. I think her power is a part of her and maybe it's like, partially a separate entity, maybe it's not, but um, I don't think that it wasn't Carrie getting her revenge. I think that her power took over in order to take the revenge that it wanted to seek the justice that it wanted Mm. um, while shielding the conscious carrie mind to protect her from that to preserve that carrie's innocence um sort of like i don't know have you ever done any research into dissociative identity disorder
0: no but is it kind of like when you have multiple personalities right
1: so it used to be called multiple personality disorder now it's called dissociative identity disorder and the kind of idea with it is that you experience such profound and prolonged trauma during childhood uh, that before your identity the different parts of your identity which i guess as a kid your identity is like kind of fragmented but as you develop um, they kind of knit themselves together into one whole thing that mm-hmm. most people are. For people who experience profound trauma during childhood, their brain doesn't make those connections. And so that's where the different personalities in quotes comes from, um, because different parts will shield themselves off so that like one can experience the abuse while still preserving other parts mm. that will get to have like a semi-happy normal childhood. Yeah. Um, that's what this made me think of, and I thought, I, I just loved that choice.
0: Well, I'm really glad you thought of that, Daniel, because that makes a lot of sense with how Carrie was raised by her mom. Right. So that totally makes sense. And then that totally makes the glazing over and the other personality taking over thing make sense. And, like, looking at it through that lens, I actually really like it.
1: I'm so glad I changed your mind for 10 minutes in. But, no, uh... um, but I think, I don't, I don't mean to take out, take the wind out of your sails. Like, let's let's talk about it and get into it
0: yeah and like what i want to say is that this the 2002 made for television movie was more like and less like the king book than mm-hmm. anything else yeah and i just so it was like it was like if a lifetime television movie
1: yeah it really did have had that a baby
0: uh what was the other thing i wrote oh so it's like, it was a, so remember last week we talked about what if, so the what if for this movie is like, what if Carrie was a lifetime movie slash crime drama? Yes,
1: yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the challenge. And that's, that's why I, I didn't give it seven out of seven blueberries. I had to take off the one point because some of, some of the effects were goddamn hokey. Oh my God. Uh, but um, it was, it was pretty rough. Uh, yeah. So it was the tonality. It was the crooked shooting. It was the god-awful score um the The score was bad yeah the score was awful way too drum heavy uh too many bongos it made it it was just too obvious to me that it was like trying to get me anyway yeah to get me to feel a certain way
0: um but should we so do you want to go through the film or should we do our casting ratings first
1: um Let's do our casting ratings. Okay. There was something that I wanted to see before we got there, but it got lost in the ether. Okay. So, but Carrie will bring it okay. back to me. Uh, so let's start with Carrie. Oh,
0: look, it's 1110. We're one minute off of 1111. Um, Carrie played by Angela Bettis, which Angela is 11. in a slew of things. Don't ask me what, but oh, she I've is in many, many things.
1: I looked oh, I've up never everybody. seen her before. 1111 says the person. It was 1111 on the recording at 1111. Nah. The real minute.
0: Uh, Check out our Patreon episodes if you want to learn more about the magic and synchronicities we're experiencing whilst uh, recording Carrie.
1: Right. Um are we gonna, for life! Are we going to... Uh, the jeeps are yeah. Jeeps are going by our special recording spot. No Secret manners. Secrets, Um. Are we... So on the last episode, we did a double feature kind of thing with... The casting versus the performance. Oh, I like that device. a lot.
0: Let's do that again.
1: Oh, okay, I was yeah. going to suggest we don't because oh. I'm not familiar with any actor in this besides Patricia oh. Clarkson. Oh,
0: Patricia, is that the mom? The mom. Play like the mom.
1: You can do that. You, you, how about you do it and I'll just rate the performances.
0: Uh oh, you don't want to wait. Oh, do you, so are you just kind of giving the casting like the overall?
1: I'm just going to give up? the performances because I don't know any of them.
0: Oh okay. Uh, so. Oh no,
1: I can do the casting because yeah, I can do like for look, look and for yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: So Angela Vettis, she's just like, just look at these people on, I, on the internet. She's been in a sh- ton of things you've probably seen. Uh, so this is the first time we've seen a carry that isn't what I would call classically beautiful. Right. And I think I liked it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For that reason, I, I give her a 5 out of 5 because yeah. I totally, I totally believe, and... I totally believe that she would be bullied for the way that she looks, especially yeah. because of the way she carried herself.
0: Yes, which is very, it's a very interesting mix-up of the De Palma carry and the Pierce carry, I yeah. thought. I kind of feel like someone might have watched the 2002 version before they made their 2013 oh,
1: film. I'm so glad you, that's the thing <laughs> that that I dropped, because I wanted to say my experience of this was definitely colored mm-hmm. by having watched the 1976 then the 2013, mm-hmm. and then this. So coming off of the boring, uninteresting, didn't make a single interesting mm-hmm. choice uh, 2013 movie to this one, where I get to see, oh, I see where they're pulling from De Palma. Mm-hmm. I see where 2013 pulled from them. Uh, that was a very interesting experience.
0: And it even starts off like the 2013 movie with the infant side. Right, um, it, right. Yeah. Like so just...
1: something that I gave praise to that movie for um, was actually lifted from this. So... um, I guess I'm gonna retroactively subtract one blueberry from the 2013 movie.
0: Two things you liked from the 2013 movie were in this: the right. car, the car crash. Yes. And the it's the exact same scene when uh, Carrie and Billy and Chris meet and they're driving the car towards her. It's like exact.
1: Yeah. Except I think this I think this movie did a better job of yeah um uh, capturing the book essence of they're terrified they're speeding toward her mm-hmm. and it's and it, um the text is interjected in all caps with carrie and then their thought process and then carrie i think that was done in a way here with the intercuts of looking at billy and chris looking at carrie back to them like i thought that was done way better in the 2002 version
0: yeah and since we're kind of on this topic right now uh they actually did the scene with carrie stopping mom's heart the mom's heart Mm -hmm. it was fantastic fantastic i was like yeah yeah (laughs) like it made sense it looked great i loved it
1: yeah it was incredible
0: it's incredible. Okay, so next well, Carrie's up, Carrie's mom drowned
1: her, which like way to use and amplify the horror of oh, that pig's of blood the bath. the fucking
0: pig's blood bath! Yeah,
1: I thought uh, incredible, nice, so Daniel. compelling. I, I, I love this film. I love this film.
0: Not only did not only was it like pig's blood bath, it was like pig's blood bath to the limit because she went in there with her bloody. From dress and shoes.
1: And the heels. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga opened the VMAs in drag once as mm-hmm. a character called Joe Calderon. Yeah. Posing as like an ex-boyfriend of Lady Gaga. Yeah. And he's talking about her. And he goes, um, uh, she comes home from whatever and she's got the makeup and the dress and the high heels on and whatever, and she goes into the bathroom, she takes the shower, she comes out butt-naked, soaking wet. She's still got the mm, fucking heels on. Of course um, she does. That made me think of that. So Lady fabulous. Gaga as Carrie, maybe in another universe. Now nah, she's oh, a little no aged me, now, but
0: you know, maybe when she was a little younger, because I, I think Lady Gaga's beautiful, but she's not like classic beautiful. Yeah. So that would be a nice casting choice. Yeah. She was have you seen her in American Horror Story? Yes. Oh, she's fucking amazing With in America. eyebrows, yeah. Yeah, she's great. I I don't really listen to her music, but just as like a person or an energy. Oh, I do. Her Fantastic. remix
1: album just came out. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. Uh... Uh, number two, are we gonna go to Sue now?
0: Yeah, Kanzi, I actually, like, like a professional person who has a podcast. I actually did some research. I took a screenshot. Yeah, you, uh, okay. Sue, Sue Corey, give yourself
1: credit. You do a really good job, like, organizing everything. Corey does all the editing and all the promotion, all the artwork, all the music stuff. Literally, all I do is drive us here and, um crack jokes
0: i know but that makes it so much awesome um and just while we're talking about how amazing i am if you go onto instagram after each episode comes out i do a little bit of show notes so there's links in all of the show notes to some of the things we talked about including our carrie universe playlist and then there'll be like links to uh the movie on i i'm imdb and then on instagram i post like a bunch of pictures and stuff in the stories for you to crack out on if that's what you're into uh, so, Kenzie McClure, we've seen her in things before. Have you?
1: She in, like, sci-fi movies? Yeah. She looks like she'd be in sci-fi movies. It's
0: like in a lot of sci-fi horror movies. I
1: feel like... Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, a beautiful black woman with that kind of green eyes. I don't know why. That's not a mainstream actress. Like, that's a TV movie actress. You know what?
0: And Why is that though? She's beautiful. She's so gorgeous. She's like beautiful, beautiful. And I beautiful. thought she was
1: pretty good at this. I don't think she was exceptional, but she was pretty good. She's
0: pretty good. I would give her like a three and a half. Three. Two and a half, three. So yeah, it's about I the same. She played it. Well, this version of Sue Snell was real angry. Yeah.
1: yeah. This, I bought the King um exploration into what's her motive? What's really going on with her? Oh, much Both more. of the other Sue Snells, I was like. No, they're just angels. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like people who woke up and um, wanted to do the right thing. This one, I was kind of like, what's going on here? And yeah. <gasps> then we find out what's going on. it's so good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey. I just love, ooh, ooh, I just love it. Ooh, I love this movie. This is so good.
0: I think it's so funny. You love this. I'm happy you Corey love this hates so much. It. I had to watch By it. By the f- end of the
1: hour, Corey's going to be like, I'm going to go watch it again. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh,
0: there's no chance. I had to watch it in like four parts and i almost gave up watching it i was almost gonna be like i can't do it and then i was like it's your fucking podcast <laughs> but then i was glad i did because it did have its moments like even though i disliked it it did have some really good moments right uh chris is played by emily de Ravine. we've seen her in many things
1: lost as Claire.
0: She isn't lost. Yeah, Claire. She is in Lost. Yeah, she is Claire. Um...
1: My baby. <laughs> oh, I forgot she was Australian. Yeah. Oh, you, okay, come on. Let's relax a little bit. She's Australian, like, the way you felt... Who is the Brit in the I other one? I don't know one? her name
0: because I didn't take full. the of other the Sue, I completely
1: didn't pick up that she was British, but Corey did. But this one, um...
0: Bye-bye,
1: bye. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emily Rabbit, She's, um, she's Australian. And I, I felt it coming through.
0: Uh, I didn't, actually. I just Emily accepted abs her as American. Yeah. I was just like, this is an American person. And I hate this character. Yeah. Um,
1: she did Ooh. a good job.
0: I would give her, like, a four. I'll give
1: her a four. Yeah. Um, like her abs was... get one point, And then, um, her, she just really played the Chris character remarkably.
0: Yeah, I would say out of all of the Chrises we've seen, best one yet. Yeah. Right?
1: Um, I really like 1974, I Chris. do too. But I think this performance was superior.
0: Like, look-wise, look, look wise, I like the 1974 Chris. Yeah. Performance-wise, 2002. Yeah. She's She was great.
1: And the other one... Um,
0: the other one we can't even remember water. because that's so how much we hated
1: it. Yeah. Um... um uh, <laughs> the scene that was an addition that was original to this one where chris goes to carrie and she like tries not not a confrontation but she acts like she's being carrie's friend and she's like you know we only kind of mess around with you because we like you we would not do that if we didn't like you that was like bone chilling to me that kind of that like um like teenage cruelty that special brand of like teenage manipulation and cruelty i was like this is this is s- such elevated art. This is so like reflective of the human experience. I, I, oh, I loved that, and I, that was original and unique to this film.
0: It was original, unique to this film, and I thought with those, and then uh, Susnell and Carrie kind of had that moment at another point, and I actually liked that <gasps> with interaction. The
1: lipstick, yeah, yeah,
0: like the interaction with the other classmates was nice because we don't get that even right. in the book. Even in the book. So it was nice, I think, to kind of explore that.
1: And the lipstick, and that's, the lipstick is from De Palma. Right, is from De Palma. We get the Carrie blotting her lipstick with the the, the pad. With the
0: panty liner!
1: Right. Yeah! my thing...
0: Which I wanted to see.
1: Which is weird, I don't know, because don't they come in packaging that says, like, panty liner? Well, you know what, though?
0: Back in 1974,
1: no. Oh, and you know what, now that I'm thinking of it, I've seen it's it's in, like, plain, just, like, plastic, like, yellow or whatever packaging. But, um that scene just gave me a feeling that I didn't get in either of the other films which is just like oh this is so cute like Carrie is so cute like just that just she's this like anxious like poor beat up like girl and she's like really just trying to like figure it out as a teenage girl and I really just totally bought and I just I thought she I thought it was so precious like she goes by herself to the makeup to the drugstore to try on lipstick for the prom it just felt so like oh i was so there with her yeah
0: no it did it did have it did i like
1: i'm selling this movie i'm just dragging it i liked it out of corey
0: well that's the thing about like i have very strong opinions about the things i watch but then when i talk to like daniel or anyone else or anthony he's really good at this too like their perspectives are so good that i can kind of see it Mm -hmm. from that and then i can like appreciate it in a different way
1: i feel that way about listening to anthony too
0: yeah anthony's really good at that shout out to anthony okay margaret white was played by patricia clarkson
1: okay she kind of bummed me out
0: <gasps> okay so let's rate her on casting first of all and then we'll do performance for her
1: uh five
0: five casting five
1: excellent yeah. excellent casting excellent Ex- casting.
0: Fucking, and if you have never seen um she's in the made for tv it's a book made into a movie called sharp objects she plays the mom in that uh tv yes series on That's HBO. why
1: when I saw her name yes. I was like oh hell yeah. She
0: fucking like. I was like
1: southern unable oh, to yeah. love mother. Oh she yeah. She
0: nailed like if you want to watch something good or see her in something good sharp objects. She nails it. Yeah. She's fucking amazing. Have and you read that book? I haven't read the book. The book is good.
1: It's by the author. It's by Gillian Flynn right after mm-hmm. John, John Girl. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Yeah. Uh, I speak Hawaiian. We don't have to mess around with our vowel With our consonants <laughs> that much. Um. Uh, performance. Uh,
0: like a two
1: i was gonna say a three oh, okay. because there's choices i like that she made but i had to dock points because i felt like this wasn't as compelling as her later much later by the way oh
0: yeah much f- later
1: 15 years or so later performance in sharp objects where she was incredible
0: yeah like she nails it like like when you talk if you want to talk about like embodying a character which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about later professional um, she got it
1: yeah Um uh, chef kiss. I after watching this movie, Julianne Moore totally drew on her influence playing the subdued, um kind of sad version of Margaret. Um I really liked her like quiet power as opposed to the like kind of crazed Margaret. I did that okay.
0: So comparing Margaret nineteen seventy four to two thousand two, huge difference. Yes. Two thousand two subdued Margaret, more effective. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, quiet. stony very like um really monolithic yeah
0: yeah and there's something so disconcerting to me about someone who's like very calmly speaking to you and then all of a sudden they just fucking hit you out of nowhere like oh i hate that
1: throw the tea across the table
0: yeah it makes me feel so uncomfortable yeah so like good job
1: right um (laughs) uh what bummed me out about the performance is that i think i would have liked to see a little bit more of like Fervor in certain mm-hmm. moments,
0: yeah. More a little more relig- religious fervor would have been nice. But I feel like like one criticism that I'm not gonna take away from this film is everything was kind of just like taken down three notches because it was a made for television movie. Right. So we never get the confession at the end of, <sighs> and I liked
1: it. Of, and I liked it, yeah. right? And that and that's the thing is I feel like she played this character in a way where that could not have happened. Yeah. 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 So,
0: but but like if I was to be like. Oh, would I cast this woman as Margaret White in my movie? Hell yeah. Oh, for I would just leisure. tell her to play it up a little bit more. But like, look-wise, perfect.
1: Perfect. perfect. Uh, I well. also think, in A Time Machine, yeah. she would have made a great Sissy Spacek Mother. Because uh, of the same kind of wand blonde color of hair the hair. And, and, the, and the face a little face. bit, yeah. yeah. If only if, yeah. only,
0: if only. um, Piper Laurie, which is the actress who played Margaret White originally, she's still fantastic though but just
1: oh she's great she was yeah my, she's my favorite like like Barnum great
0: performance if you want to see a performance but looks wise not so much
1: right i want to see fat margaret
0: i want to see fat margaret too and i feel like i had someone in mind for that and then i f- should have written it down. uh rita desjardins
1: uh rita smoke show desjardins
0: uh, she's fucking sexy she's right she's so
1: hot <laughs> i was like this d- oh hi i know. oh my god
0: no, like, literally every time she'd come on screen, I'd be like, and there's the beautiful Miss Desjardins.
1: <laughs> here's Desjardins and her blue, beautiful eyes.
0: Just like, you can't pay attention to anything else that's happening because she's so beautiful.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Casting, Two.
1: Yeah, no, this, she, wasn't, didn't a, match. she wasn't a good fit. She's supposed to be blonde. Uh, I buy her as, like, young and involved in their lives, but, eh.
0: Yeah, Judy, like, ultimate, like, since we've seen three now, ultimate, I would pick Judy Greer. Judy Greer, incredible. Hands down.
1: And here's an extra few points in judy greer's favor dejordan is described as being like barely older than the students Mm. but um judy greer she plays up i think the kind of like um it's a different type of power but like it's the kind of power where students they're not going to break up the locker room scene because she's yelling at them yeah like it takes time she doesn't have that kind of power over them and i think judy greer has that kind of soft energy but then later where she needs to in the principal scene like um, where she, they're like negotiating, yeah. and Judy Greer is like, Well, hmm, if only, well, wouldn't it be a shame if there was a video that someone posted yeah. and we could prove that it was Sue? I totally, I totally buy that as Miss Desjardins. I totally buy that from Judy Greer. I don't think Rita could have done that.
0: No. Uh, or, her real name uh, is Rena Sofer. Rena Sofer. Rena Sofer.
1: Uh, but hot, hot, hot lady.
0: Beautiful. Like, just beautiful. All right. And now.
1: Black shorts, though, not white. Yeah. There was no and no
0: handprint. Yeah, because it's made for TV movie.
1: Right, except I loved, I loved in this locker room. Yeah, the they were in stalls and the blood. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. The blood goes. Oh my God not into a drain directly in Carrie's no. shower stall it goes like across like a little walkway into another girl's shower stall and that girl's it's and this is another time where I was like it's just like cute cute like giggly like yeah <laughs> like it felt very teenagery to me where she's like uh, ew Carrie got her period and then she does this adorable little <laughs> like and she like hops up over the little trail of blood which
0: is very high school it's it's so high school yeah. it's
1: so cute that the tonality of that was great. They yeah. just they totally nailed it, like how that would happen, like ooh ooh, like um, girls who know what periods are and are used to it and whatever, like ooh, she just hops over it. It's so cute.
0: So in the in the book and the two other movies, it's an open locker room. In this one, it's um, it's a locker room with stalls, which is what kind of inspired King to write Carrie, is because he was a janitor and he saw the girls' locker room had shower curtains oh, no and the boys' locker room didn't. And he was like, what's up with that? So that was one of his inspirations for Carrie. So I thought that was a nice, like, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but just, like, a nice, mm. like, nod to the origin story of the book.
1: I love that. <sighs> yeah. I didn't know he was a janitor. That's yeah, so Yeah, he was a
0: janitor. Um, And then just to comment as a female, and caveat, I know all females' bodies are different, but uh, that river of period blood is <laughs> so <laughs> just like what's going on in there
1: <laughs> i would have thought i was dying too I that's
0: what i thought too i was like if that much blood was coming out of me and i already had my period already i would probably be on the ground crying too
1: right <laughs> help like, help yeah, uh, sure.
0: something's wrong but it did make for a nice visual and then little play thing because i feel like everyone has that experience in high school right of mm-hmm. being like of making fun of someone and being made of fun of yeah
1: that's nice Billy.
0: Billy. Uh, Casting. So the looks. This is purely based on looks, which is so like fucked up. It's a movie. Two? Maybe
1: a one? <gasps> I saw him and I went, "Now that's you, Now that Billy Billy Dolan. Oh, Billy. Not oh, sorry. Tommy I thought we were talking about Tom. I love that I said, "Now that's" and you're like, "No, no, you're talking about Tommy." Yeah. Cuz that was a good choice. No, we're talking about Billy. Billy, Billy looks yeah. bad. Did not look like how no, Billy was. Billy not the at Billy, Chris's boyfriend who kills the pig. Bad cat. Bad. Except performance. Five. Very good.
0: Five out of five. Perfect. The best Billy Perfect. I've seen yet.
1: Totally buy him as a bloodthirsty psychopath. Hell
0: yeah. Love that. And, and, okay, so this was a 2.45 hour long movie. But, like, I liked it because I finally got to see the Billy I read about. Yes. I was like, there he is.
1: Mine was only two hours and ten.
0: Oh, I commercials. Oh. I watched it on, you can watch it on Tubi for free if you have Amazon Prime.
1: I committed a crime.
0: (gasps) Daniel and his pirating crimes.
1: Uh, I used to have, I go through phases where I buy a bunch of the same type of clothes and then I wear that every day. Right now it's chinos and denim shirts, Uh, but at one point in my life it was jeans and a t-shirt with a, like a pirate shirt printed on it with like the ruffles and a gun. That was my pirate thing at one time, so um, it's just simply within my nature. Uh yeah, so <laughs> Billy Eh with the look very, very good for me. Tommy. the forty-five year old Tommy I think disagree with me. They followed in the tradition <laughs> I don't think he did. of casting an older man to date this high school teenage girl. And in real life I do not approve. As a movie viewer, I think perfect. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so as
0: as a person who was watching all of the carries?
1: Yeah,
0: I loved it. Loved it was it. like we just everything Daniel said. Agree. Right. And per- like performance, I would give it two, but I just want to give it a five because it was just so perfect for the carry verse.
1: Oh <laughs> really? I had the performance. I think he played Tommy. I'm I'm being, I'll give him a I'm three. just gonna be so nice because I think that like anything that was wrong in this movie really just comes down to it being made in TV made for TV yeah. in 2002. But, um, right, I loved it. We were talking, I thought we were talking about him earlier. I started describing him, and Cory feels so the same way. Yeah. He goes, no, no, Daniel, you're talking about Tommy. Yeah, that's so good.
0: Because I was like, I did not think that guy looked at all like Billy No, well not at all, not at
1: all. I was like, hmm? But Tommy Ross. Um, fun. Just a, a brunette, handsome, but believably so. Yeah. Like, um, obviously would be popular. Kind. But not, but yeah, but nice. He had a nice man's face.
0: Yeah, and very, like... The uh, I'm getting the up. The Tommy in the '74 film, I didn't really care for him until he went to prom, and then I felt like he was like Tommy in the book. But yeah. this Tommy was like the Tommy. He was Tommy. He was Tommy. That was Tommy. Also, just a fun little synchronicity. Did you catch when uh, Sue Snell was like, "Will you take Carrie to prom?" and he was like, "It's like that Freddie Prinze Jr. movie."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a note. I have a note.
0: I have that note which we talked about, it's she's all that, and we talked about that in episode one. And then I was thinking, oh, Freddie Prince was in Scooby-Doo and I've been thinking about Scooby-Doo because Daniel made that comment that the end of the 2013 movie was very scooby-Doo with Margaret and uh, Carrie in the house after she has her prom destruction. So I've been thinking about Scooby-Doo and I was like, shit, it all ties in the power of three
1: right. <laughs> but yeah, oh gosh. Oh no, I can't find oh, it. Oh, did you have a note? I have a note where it's like, oh my god, they're referencing, it's 3 through 3 Oh my god. Um, oh my god, we're falling three, apart. 3-3-3,
0: three, three, the power of 3, now everything's falling it apart. It
1: knocked the book out of my lap. Um, yeah, I just had a note. They're referencing She's All That, which is Carrie, which is very funny.
0: I know, which is, we talked about that in the very first episode when we were still reading the book, so I was just like, that's fucking great. Uh, oh, another fun little synchronicity. Nicolas Cage, who we've talked about on two of these podcasts just right. randomly, was in a Brian De Palma movie yeah. called Snake Eyes.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Synchronicities. Once you start, it never stops. Right.
1: Um, <laughs> let's talk about the tampons. Oh. They don't throw them at her in the locker uh, room.
0: Can we do the chant? It's not plug it up. Are you ready? you remember
1: P- period. Period. period 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 I really think that's um
0: oh my god I died so the, hard the
1: pinnacle of 2002 feminism
0: say more
1: <laughs> <laughs> say oh more about I don't know that. oh um was there transphobia in this movie I
0: did that but there was oh no no i'm mixing
1: up this with having watched um some reality tv from back in the day
0: okay um but there was a lot of like i don't know how to say this gay exploration in the prom scene
1: oh yeah 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 where they're like just being cute and like cuddly with each other
0: no and then they're uh so it's a it's a line in the book that the friend says at prom uh where she's like oh she tells carrie oh if if he won't dance with you i won't i, I will and yeah. in the book in the 2002 movie carrie says it
1: carrie's the one who says i'll dance with you yeah Which but it's so
0: after tommy and his friend meet at prom and then i don't know they're kind of like play flirting with each other and then the friend's girlfriend is like someone That's... might
1: think you're gay yeah and then someone carrie might think you're a... yeah
0: and then carrie says she'll dance with the girl so there was like that whole thing and then i was i was gonna ask daniel if he remembered like where we were as a society towards gays in 2002 but he was in second grade so i don't know if he i remember it wasn't good yeah so i thought that was interesting that they were like talking about it yeah and then when you think about like what it kind of context they were talking about in is like a horror film so i felt that was even more like interesting if you're thinking about how scared we were of gay people back then right so right i was just like
1: Post nine eleven, mm. ultra nationalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, back to the locker. So back the um the tampons. They don't throw them at her in the locker room. They fill it. They fill mm-hmm. her locker up at a later date. Right, plug it up on the locker. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is the Stephen King book. Right, and,
1: and then because they can't write, eat shit.
0: Eat shit and die, Carrie White.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, Carrie opens her locker. Tampons come pouring out, which I think very expensive prank, but funny. I like that,
0: um... Not if you stole from the janitor closet. Oh, there you
1: go. Yeah, so I like I like that twist on it. I think it's fun. It's a little bit more public because anybody in the hall can see. Um,
0: oh, it's I think more it's, of a public humiliation, Yeah, though, right? and I
1: think part of the reason they did that was just because how do you... pelt a naked girl with tampons on television? Um, so I think it's just like a way to get that scene in there while she's fully clothed. I liked it. And then Miss Desjardins, this brunette miss desjardins throws the tampons back at those assholes. oh yeah loved it
0: miss 2002 miss desjardins She's got badass, some dude. nuts on her man yeah she like has a bag full of tampons and she just throws them on all the kids in the in the locker room and then we do see there's no slapping in this this one but <sighs> she does no uh, push. Hitting. Chris up against the oh, she locker. she pins her up against the yeah.
1: wall by her shoulder.
0: Which, did we see that in the 1974? I want to say so. I think we did, but not in the 2013. No,
1: but I think that's how it was in the book. I was I don't in know who book... it was slap, oh, but no. it in was shoved against the locker. She
0: shoved her up against the locker, and then when Chris was given her lip, that's when she slaps her oh, okay. af- afterwards.
1: There we go. How'd you like The Principal? I thought I was he was the best like, administrator I'd seen in any of the films. I can't
0: really remember him. I guess it was he was fine. Yeah. I kind of... So, like, one of the things I thought about, like, ooh, making this more like the book, like, that felt like a long scene to me. Yeah. But I felt like with better actors, it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still nice, I think. Like, I think what that scene does is it just kind of establish, it's like an establishing scene, right? Like a world-setting scene. Yeah. So, like, we know what world they're in. And then I think, too, it's made so, like, you kind of know Chris Hargensen is a bully. it's like a foreshadowing of the foreskin which is a line i stole from another podcast called a paranormal chicks
1: did we discuss that off air or did you just let that i think
0: i never told you what it what i think it means but no
1: (laughs) yeah i think we said that in the first episode and then we hung up and i was like what was that about and
0: then i was just like don't even
1: and you guys (laughs) now you get to know Um, foreshadowing
0: of the foreskin
1: um, the boy on the bike, scary, 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 carry. <laughs> she th- throws like, him in the air. Did she
0: break that kid's arm? That was the funniest thing ever. He right. gets like 10 feet of air and thrown against a tree. Right. Very, <laughs> um,
1: E.T. Like a <laughs> flying bike. <laughs> smashed against the tree. Very good. Oh, was pretty. Dope. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The what? writing. Okay. The dialogue in this movie is so good. These characters, the way they talk is so early 2000s funny. These kids, their quips, the jokes in this movie, so good. The neighbor girl, um, when Carrie goes to see her, and Carrie's like, what are those? They're my breasts, Carrie. You'll get them someday. No, I won't. I'm a good girl. And then mommy says only bad girls yeah. get them. And she goes, your mom's a total hypocrite. She's like a C-cup. Like, okay. That's It's so
0: funny. No, you know what, Daniel? Nice point once again, because in the 20 20- in the 1974 and 2013, they use King's dialogue from his book word for word. It's not great. So what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense. Like the dialogue was better in this.
1: I don't, I don't dislike the old dialogue. I, I think they made some really good additions.
0: Yeah. I feel like his dialogue, like his dialogue is good. I mean, that book is great, but it's a little stiff maybe. Yeah. Or a little antiquated yeah so like it was nice to have them updated up 2002
1: uh so right after the neighbor girl sorry i keep your no no group. go ahead um that's when we get to see the falling stones and this is where i went <laughs> this is a big part of the one blueberry this is probably two-thirds of the single I blueberry i took off of the school yeah. was this goddamn scene with the meteorites oh <gasps> I was like, that was a little bit It's raining stones. And
0: then, and then, like, everyone is standing in the street just watching it, and then someone, like, tries Everybody's to like... help. And there's, like, a huge meteorite <sighs> coming down, and then it stops, and then this is the part that fucking had me rolling. And then you hear Carrie's mom go, get in your closet! And then you hear little Carrie go, no! And I was laughing so hard because I was like, <gasps> you just had your kitchen table thrown out the window, right, a meteorite I... on your house, and you're like, go in your closet? <laughs>
1: Right, and, and then, so and the way the table comes out of the movie, the so window cheesy. is so just, like, <laughs> like, yeah. psh, it was like it's, just, it's so good.
0: It was, like, four people threw a table out of window. Right. And they filmed it from below. <laughs> but, but, uh, when we see Carrie coming home from school, she's looking at the holes the meteorites left from before, and I thought that was a nice touch, mm-hmm. like, that they had kept that in the, um. I like guess a, like there's this whole thing about like in writing, and I guess this is a movie thing too, like showing and telling. Yes. So like that was a nice show, instead of a tell.
1: Right. Um. There's one scene. Oh, this is such a little throwaway thing, and then I'll let you take the reins. Oh yeah, no worries. Um. Carrie's saying her prayers oh no she's practicing her powers her mom says say your prayers and then like the music builds in a really good way to where she says I'm saying them now and if you watch that scene I think that tension builds to that scene to that cut really really well
0: uh, uh, I have I just, I so things. many notes about this movie, like five pages of notes. I don't know And we're why. already at
1: 40 minutes, and I feel like I we've barely scratched the surface. It's true. There's, I, uh, this this one, this movie, this maybe should have been a two, no, no.
0: No, you know what, we'll do. No, 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 I don't want to,
1: I want to just do it.
0: No, no, we'll do a Patreon and talk about it more. Okay. So, stay tuned for that. Uh... <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Oh, the most Billy Nolan, I can highlight that. up. Okay. Oh, the gay prom scene. We talked about that. So when Carrie's going to prom, her fucking mom is hiding in the bushes watching her and it's everything! Do you notice that part? Who's prom? Carrie's mom! At prom? No, at with honor when they're leaving for prom. She's like, they drive away and she's like, they pander her hiding in the bushes.
1: She wasn't in the closet? Oh my god, I totally missed that. That's so funny. That's
0: just like fucking creepy
1: Mom. have you seen that video of the newscaster being like um here's a reenactment of the bear attack Mm-mm. can we pause it real quick sure. so that i can i gotta i gotta go then... do some
0: more pee magic too okay, so.
1: hi i'm just like winnie the pooh if he'd ever put some pants on daniel honey
0: hi i'm photogenic inside and out corey lovejoy and we're your spooky-licious hosts of...
1: Carry On. Halfway through. What? And as we get into October, the creepiest and sexiest month of them all, we're ramping up the spook and also the intrigue. How uh, are we with, doing that? With a musical.
0: What? Carry the musical?
1: And also a film from the sexiest time period of all, the 1950s.
0: Does the 1953 film have anything to do with Stephen King's Carrie?
1: Obviously not. He was four years old.
0: That sounds perfect. We should definitely include it in our Carrie-verse. Stay tuned. We'll see you
1: on October whatever
0: Or every Sunday (laughs) until the end of October. Dingy hats!
1: Dingy hats! (laughs) We gotta tell you guys about the pee magic. i was gonna go P magic. P magic.
0: What's the rest of the words to that song? But it's like strange magic. I'm doing
1: the hot pockets thing. Oh, Oh. I'm
0: doing strange magic. I don't know that. Uh, it's gonna be one of our episode titles.
1: Okay, good. So long. Ooh, I think I also have to do P magic. Ooh, double
0: P magic.
1: Some P magic. (coughs) uh, magic. Which uh, to set the scene, we are surrounded by death. Mm. We are in the woods outside of our town cemetery. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in a spooky little driveway, a little enclave, mm-hmm. uh, that's not a word.
0: Enclave? Enclave? enclave, Enclave,
1: enclave, <laughs> I'm French.
0: Desjardins.
1: Desjardins. c'est la vie. Parlez-vous français? J'ai parlé un peu de français. Just kidding, that's the only thing that I know how to say, and it means I speak a little bit of French.
0: Mm-hmm. Literally,
1: literally, like in movies, there's the joke where they're like, <clears> do you speak English? Just enough to say this sentence. <laughs> like that, that's literally the amount of French that I know, and it's 444 in four, four the recording.
0: Pee magic. Um,
1: There. So where we're sitting, there are some deer carcasses around. And um, last time we recorded it, the time before I had to pee. So Mm -hmm. I peed and where I went to pee, there was one. And maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Maybe people are going to get mad at us. to about our podcast where we talk about peeing on dead animals. And um, they'll make us go viral.
0: I mean, I guess we should.
1: Leave us a five-star review. Tell us that we shouldn't (laughs) pee on dead animals. I anyway, guess, so there's bones. There's, well, I
0: guess we should explain that hunting is a big thing here. Right. Which is why there's dead carcasses that are improperly dumped. It's not
1: a pet cemetery.
0: No, it's not a pet cemetery.
1: Stephen King!
0: Stephen King! It's not a pet cemetery. It's more like illegal dumping of carcasses that people have hunted.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, so I peed on one just like for the spook factor. Mm-hmm. And then Corey went, ooh, I'm going to do that too. So, and we both had to pee two times today. Oh,
0: yeah. Because
1: oh, we're doing a double feature record. Four. Um, which is the number <clears throat> of deaths because are surrounded by death. Oh
0: my god, damn And we man. just
1: hit four for four on the recording I while five, I was It making. was four, five,
0: four, five when I looked up. <clears throat> I didn't pee directly on it because I don't have a penis and I didn't want to like squat over the carcass. So I peed next to it. Did you pee on it directly?
1: I'm not gonna disclose <laughs> that. Uh, subscribe to the patreon (laughs) yeah and then you learn about my genitals you can
0: find out about daniel's genitals i'll tell you mine for free
1: uh yeah her intro on the last episode okay anyway um (laughs) do you do you remember the other time when okay so i'm non-binary um i'll tell you all that much um and one time Corey and i were talking about that and i was talking about what i thought about what manhood meant and how i didn't feel that archetypical manhood like describes me and that I also don't feel um, compelled to Mm -hmm. align to it in any way other than like what I need to do in order to get by comfortably in society Um, and Corey kind of pushed back a little bit on me I mean just not like to be mean or whatever but she was just just, like for the sake of discussion and she went well you have boy parts don't you? And I remember going how do you know? No it was so good I don't know I just love um my favorite vibe is Sexy Threatening. <clears throat>
0: Ooh.
1: Um, speaking of Sexy Threatening, mm-hmm. um, Chris Hargensen confronting Carrie at one point and, like, manipulating mm. her. Was that on the show that we talked about this or was it in a commercial break?
0: No, we talked about it right before we talked about P-Magic. So, okay. yeah.
1: Okay. So, perfect. Great, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. What's next? Um,
0: 2021. Oh, sorry. 2002 fashion awful
1: terrible lots of God, uh,
0: t-shirts with slogans on them
1: oh um i literally <clears> have <throat> one note that's oh look the top note on my thing right now
0: fluffy sport jersey i, I mean point yeah Pope
1: walks in chris walks in with a <laughs> with a t-shirt that uh has like patched on like letters <laughs> and stuff to look like a sport jersey <laughs> and the name on it is fluffy incredible that's uh, so funny
0: i was that was cracking my nuts up too um sexualization of women in 2002 big thing i think it oh i like. thought
1: not nearly as male gazy as
0: really not I nearly as male gazy as
1: either of the other films um i felt like the shower scene even though there was, it was shot for shot i felt like um both of the other ones felt more sensual except that the 2013 one felt very wooden and weird and icky and not in a yeah. and not in an appropriate to horror way i just felt i don't like this this one i felt like she's having her moment in the shower and it didn't feel like her body was played up that much the girls yeah. were all like dressed in the locker room but when it looked at chris it did treat chris in that way there was a couple scenes where we're like doing like a bottom pan up shot of chris's oh, body you're right or where we see chris's like insane australian abs um and i wonder if that was a conscious choice like we're allowed to objectify her because right. she sucks yeah i
0: don't know
1: but no um, that's
0: nice So that's like one of the cool things that I learned from making that short film with Anthony is that a a lot of that stuff can be intentional, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, we're not used to looking at it from that perspective. So we, it's more of a subconscious thing, but it's very possible that they did that on purpose. That was a nice catch. Um,
1: but I also don't think that a male director in 2002 was really thinking about how okay it is or isn't to objectify a woman's body.
0: All right. I feel like I should just jump into this topic. Great. So, I was scrolliana through Netflix. Scrolliana is not something I came up with. It's something I saw some other fabulous person on Instagram say. And I'm stealing it. So thank you.
1: Oh, my coffee's too spicy.
0: Just because he puts cayenne pepper in it. Because he loves to suffer. <laughs> okay, scrolliana through Netflix. And, lo and behold, who do I see? Besides Kimberly Pierce. Chloe Grace Moretz and juliana moore what and what are they wearing the costumes for carrie and i go what's this and what it was was i wrote it down somewhere so i wouldn't remember it's a documentary in which oh fuck! i should have took better notes a famous actress Uh, realized that there was a lot of gender disparity in TV and television for kids, so she actually paid, it was Gina Davis, Gina Davis paid for a two-year study for people to study all of this and then come back with reports. I didn't watch the whole thing because, like, you know, I just had to watch two hours and 45 minutes of Carrie. So I just fast-forwarded to the part with Kimberly Pierce and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz were interviewed for it. Isn't that
1: crazy? Whoa, and they were used in the like promotional cover thing?
0: Yeah, like- And the, you know
1: Netflix shows different things to different people?
0: Which is weird because I didn't watch any Carrie movies on there. Right. Well, not so, on Netflix.
1: So, like, um, right. It's totally possible that you have seen that before or that you would see that another time and that it would look different.
0: Yeah, I think it's new. I should have written a family down, of
1: people that I know just went by and they were looking at us sitting in my car in this little driveway in the woods, holding furry little microphones, chinchilla microphones <laughs> with, with Corey's mom's 1974 <laughs> prom queen tiaras on my dashboard. Holy shit,
0: you guys! So I texted my mom because I was like, Hey, I have your prom co- queen tiaras, you know what you're there for? and she's like. Uh, I think 1974, because I graduated in 75, and I was like, that's the book, that's the year Carrie the Book was written, so right. has the, uh...
1: We're the most interesting people. <laughs> the most. On this island, certainly, but also possibly the world.
0: And that's saying a lot, because one of the richest men in the world owned this island, so, booyah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the name of this documentary, and I can't.
1: Do you want to pause?
0: yeah let me Oh, or do it. you want
1: me to talk oh, yeah. about something talk that about i love something? while you search for it yeah
0: uh, i'm gonna look for the new documentary dan is gonna talk about something but i so really want to talk about what chloe moretz and kimberly pierce said in that documentary because i was like Haha. okay
1: go ahead okie okay, dokie okay. so um here's an intimate moment for just the two of us um Uh, at one point we get to see Carrie in the drugstore trying on lipstick, like I said, super cute, she just looks totally adorable, I totally buy her as just like a sad, awkward, weird girl. Then she goes home and she's with her mom, and the way her mother speaks to her, and this, I'm gonna, this is one of the three blueberries I gave to Patricia Clark's performance, the way she speaks to Carrie in this movie, way better than either of the other two. Um, She speaks like a mother. She speaks with the energy of a Mm. caring adult figure um, in a way that makes Carrie's later longing for her mother, for her mother's comfort, make sense. In either of the other two movies, I felt like Carrie, I think I said this, I'm pretty sure, she must have just been talking about like the archetypal mother, like the concept of a nurturer. Um, She's reaching out for that energy after the film, after after the uh, massacre, after she commits the massacre. Um, but, and actually in this movie, we don't get that longing, but Patricia Clarkson's portrayal of that mother makes a lot more sense in this film. The next note that I have is, um, this movie, like we said earlier, Billy, the <clears throat> glee that he takes in inflicting harm mm-hmm. in the pig scene totally came out, super effective, absolutely, um, unmatched in either of the other films. Uh, Corey found what she's talking about. Yeah, oh, no, she's I, did. <coughs> no, I did. no, her voicemail. No, I did.
0: I was. No, it's fine. Um, so, it, the documentary with Gina Davis is called This Changes Everything, and it's from 2018, so And it has 63% recent. on Metacritic. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but. <clears throat> so, I really, I really want to watch the whole Daniel,
1: thing. for Daniel, synchronicity.
0: I really want to watch the whole thing, because, where do you see that?
1: Oh, 63% is a D grade. Sorry, I'm oh. a student and a teacher, so.
0: And 6 plus 3 is 9. Booyah, 93. Shut the fuck up. I'm fucking telling you, man. Magic is real. And definitely exists within Carrie. Um, So I definitely want to watch the whole thing because it looked interesting. It's like right up my alley. But I fast forwarded to the part about Carrie, 2013. And both Kimberly Pierce and Chloe Moretz were talking about male people from the studio telling them how Chloe Moretz should act in regards to getting her period. Hmm... And how like, you know, women directors aren't respected and blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of like what I talked about last episode with the Zack Snyder film, Justice League. And I kind of had a feeling that's what was happening in the 2013 film. And then later on in the <clears throat> documentary, Chloe Moretz talks about, she didn't say it was specifically for Carrie, but I'm guessing it's Carrie because of the age she said she was, 16. And she goes in for the first day of the film. And in the costume trailer, and there's like chicken cutlets on the table. And she's like, it's for her to wear with her bra. Mm. And she's like, what are these? And the director person, the costume person's like, oh, it was in your, I don't know, whatever. <clears throat> just like list of stuff they have to put on her for yeah. costuming. And she's like, why? And then I guess finally some studio person came in and then they asked her, she asked them, and she didn't gender the person. She just said, they said. <clears throat> That it's because when the studio was looking at her, um, what is the thing you show? up Like the screen test? Okay. Screen test? <clears throat> they had decided that she needed bigger breasts.
1: This is a movie about boobs. Yeah. It's 555
0: in the recording. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, you're right. But I guess the point in the documentary was like, she's like a 15 year old girl and we're worried about her breast size. Right. That's gross so I' she's just innocent
1: she's not supposed to have them
0: yeah so I just felt like it was kind of a weird timing synchronicity that we had just finished talking about the 2013 movie Carrie and then I saw this on the film and it was literally telling me that what I had thought was kind of right in regards to the making of that movie so <clears throat> I, just want, I just want to say Kimberly Pierce I'm gonna assume that what we saw was not the movie you wanted to make and leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: i should have known a man was at fault
0: <sighs> anyway
1: it was probably like a lighting guy
0: probably well i think it's like the producers and then the studio people like who are on set like watching you know? mm-hmm. and then it was like interesting because they were interviewing meryl streep and i can't remember who the other actress was but like big time actress and they were both they both said the same thing about like before you walk on set, or before you have to like deal with men in the industry, you have to like, and then blah blah blah, and like they both made that sucking breathing in sound, and I was just like, I get that, like you're right, you kind of have to zip yourself up and like put on the costume of I'm a woman talking to men. I don't know. It's like a whole fucking thing.
1: I feel that way too. Do you feel I don't that way get along too. with men?
0: I know you say never that have. all the time. I don't,
1: and I had female teachers all the way up until fifth grade. Yeah. And then in October of fifth grade, I went to homeschooling. I was just like, Mom, this situation oh. does not work for me. I this man is always telling me what to do.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like men, and I'm not a man, so this is just me. No, but you deal with them. I do. But I feel like men in our society, American society, are taught to be a certain way, and are taught that real men act like this. Real men do this. So, I don't know who this teacher was, and whatever, but he was probably trying to make you a real man. Which, I, I hate that! I hate that phrase, real man. Hate it! Right,
1: it's so funny to me, <clears throat> so this gets into, like, kind of, like, transphobia and stuff, which is that, like, um, people who, like, don't think that trans people are the gender that they say they are, it, they have this weird double idea of, like, they have a very strong idea of what it means to be a woman or to mm-hmm. be a man and mm-hmm. it's this behavior and this behavior and this behavior and this behavior and somebody who checks all those boxes but has the wrong genitals they're like no. it's like for them the genitals have to be tied to it and so like there's this necessary thing of like your genitals dictate how you act and i just think it's bizarre i just think it's weird and stupid like why
0: it's weird you know what else i realized was weird last year is that regarding our genitals people are like that's a girl so she should like boys and that's a boy so she should like girls so i spent my whole life thinking i was a straight person <clears throat> and then i realized last year no i enjoy the female form a lot so i'm probably is that pansexual
1: bi or pan bad um, so. i mean
0: i've never been with a woman just for whatever but i was just like i would not do it yeah so like why I am i thinking way. i'm a straight person
1: <laughs> yeah I don't want to get into all, like, what buying and I don't want to get into
0: that either. But it was just, like, a weird thing where it's like, why am I letting my genitals decide what I'm attracted to? (laughs) And then realizing that I had been doing that for 40 years. Wow. What a big moment. Yeah. I was kind of, like, that's fucking nuts. And fucking society, you fuckers. Because, like, I'm not saying I regret anything. But, like, I probably would have had a totally different life. And maybe I wouldn't have, like... I don't know, like, you know, growing up, you have weird things about your body, and then you feel yeah. weird, and just weird, like, it's just, like, you feel very weird, but I feel like if you had, if we were growing up in a society where you don't have to like girls, because you're a boy, it's just whatever, it'd be different vibes.
1: Yeah. I vibes. Want about, I want to talk about, Lemuria with you afterwards. Sure. I just have a thought for okay. you.
0: Okay. Write it in your Not brain for the rest notes. of you. Secret stuff, guys. Secret, secret. Sorry about that whole tant. But I feel like... Tant. (laughs) Tant. What the fuck is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's short for tangent. I was also thinking like
0: taint. It's so much worse.
1: We're talking about genitals. We're talking about blood coming out of them.
0: Well, the last time Daniel asked me if I thought Carrie was a feminist book. And I was like, I don't know. And honestly, I still don't know. But I feel like it does bring up a lot about what it is to be a woman yeah, and how we think about gender in our society and then one day I was at yoga in the park and there was these older ladies there and somebody was trying to get one of the young kids from Lanai and the young kids from Lanai here is a different breed of young kids they're fantastic but they're very sheltered to the outside world yeah like they don't have a lot of Daniel would know because he grew up here you're not exposed to like stuff, so he was like shy because somebody had given him like a pink towel or something, oh, a pink yoga mat, and oh. he was all like, Ugh. Oh, because it, it was pink. It was pink. Mm. And then one of the older ladies there was like, Don't you know real men wear pink? and everybody was like, Ha ha ha. And that made me so mad because I wanted to be like, What's a real man? but I just kept my mouth shut because i was just letting people have their experience and we we're about to do right. yoga Literally but like not. but like her saying something like that to me only adds to the problem of the idea that there is such a thing as a real man a real woman like fuck that shit
1: right uh write us a five-star review tell us what you think a real man is yeah but here's a challenge don't describe it in terms of like antithesis to womanhood
0: oh daniel
1: i i heard a smarter feminist than me say um i actually don't think of myself as a feminist Um, And I'll talk about that. Actually, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I heard somebody say, they were talking about how do you define a woman? A woman is whatever a man isn't. Well, what is a man? (gasps) Whatever a woman isn't. And there's no way to describe the two without, like, making the absence of each other. So really, there's no real definition. Masculine and feminine energy exist as, like, universal archetypes. There's gender in everything, as, like, there's reception and there's projection. There's yin and there's yang. There's light and there's dark. There's cold and there's hot. It's, it it, it exists. But as far as, like, your genitals and your chromosomes dictating how you're supposed to act in the world like that's That's stupid and boring and we don't need that anymore
0: those are things we decide as a society and then project onto people to make us feel better about who we are Mm -hmm. instead of just like being like well that's a man who likes to wear ladies clothes awesome like what what is who cares is he having a good time great right like i don't doesn't affect me i mean (laughs) I will say 41 years old, I had to do like brain work to get there just because of the society I grew up in. But now I'm just like, I think it's great. And you're talking about men
1: wearing women's clothes. You're not talking about trans women.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if they're trans or not. So like that's, this is probably like why I shouldn't talk about this stuff because I'm not like super, I don't know all the terminology and what it means. Okay. But since we're on the topic of man and woman. Okay, I, I wanted think... to
1: talk about neoliberal feminism. Okay, yeah.
0: Oh, do you want to talk about
1: that? No, let's talk about men and women, and okay. then I'll go on my little tangent about neoliberal feminism.
0: Well, it relates to K, so do you want Great. to do your tangent first, and then we'll...
1: Sure. Um, The reason I don't call myself a feminist is because, um, to me, feminism and the liberation of women and achieving the equality of men and women, um, or abolishing the gender hierarchy, is one small part of my larger politic of, like, anti-capitalism, of... um reforming society so that there's no oppressive structures of power uh i think calling myself a feminist would limit myself to that and um gender stuff isn't a huge part of my day-to-day life because i don't engage with men i mostly hang out with women and it just doesn't come up all the time uh and also like neoliberal feminism specifically i think is a pretty negative force because that is a that is the brand of feminism you hear where you see like this like beyonce is a or, um. Rihanna just became a billionaire. That's a win for feminism. No, mm. that's not, because um, billionaires should not exist. Mm-hmm. Neoliberal feminism would seek to, like, achieve equality by putting the same number of guns in the hands of women as there are in men. That's mm. equality. No, it's not. There shouldn't be guns. There shouldn't mm-hmm. be people with guns. There shouldn't be oppressive systems of power. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't call myself a feminist. Um, you want to mm. talk about men and women in Carrie?
0: uh yeah but let me just say thank you and then I, we'll we'll close that can of worms thank you for saying that daniel that was really enlightening to me uh men and women so i feel like what was missing from the movies of carrie is having and this is one of the magic secrets you need a male and a female to direct that shit because mm. how is carrie written with a man and a woman magic. it was that collaboration yes yeah.
1: And it was the union of those energies that created that creation. Yep. (sighs) Wig.
0: Wig. Somebody hired me to make this four part HBO limited TV series uh, on Carrie.
1: (gasps) What are the parts? What are the parts?
0: (laughs) Should we get into that? Okay. So i was thinking a lot about when we talked about carrie being magic and what were the magic parts and then what the films that we've already witnessed are missing so one obviously male and female director two uh i think it's better as a four-part limited series on hbo three you take away the library scene Oh, sorry. Let me get back to the four parts. Four parts because those are the four blood sacrifices. So each part has a blood sacrifice. Oh, right. First part, Carrie getting her period. Second part, the pigs. Third part, the pig blood drop. Fourth part, Sue Snell's miscarriage.
1: Okay? Yeah.
0: Second, uh, third part. You take away the library scene. I mean, I love that you only
1: say one R in the word library. I do? Yeah. How would I say it? Library.
0: Take away... The library scene. <laughs> Daniel, are you ready to be in my uh, four-part Carrie limited series?
1: I'm... My eyes are closed and I'm there.
0: Okay. No, you're actually in it. Oh, yeah. Instead of... Who the, am I?
1: Uh, Mistakes are done. No.
0: No. This shit. What we're doing right now. Oh, okay, yeah. So, instead of having a library, you have two podcasters... <laughs> Who are doing a podcast in a universe in which Stephen King doesn't exist, but a weird, creepy story from 1974. So the timeline is now. The podcasters are in 2021. They have a supernatural, weird story podcast. One of them finds a weird story from 1974 about a girl in Chamberlain, Maine called Carrie, who destroyed her town on the night of prom. So we are the vehicle taking you to the story, we are the ones telling you all about the books and the research we've done on telekinesis.
1: I just made a <gasps> face. We're
0: the ones going, oh, have you seen the court video footage? So have you we, read the we transcripts? we are compiling
1: the documentation that King uses to tell the story.
0: Right. <gasps> so there's no library shit. It's us. Um, and then we're telling you the story throughout. And then we have a special guest, Sissy Spacek, mega star. What role do I give her? She's like the creepy uh, cashier lady at the store where we go to buy snacks and we're like casually talking about Carrie and giving facts also while talking you know, shopping for our podcast. And we
1: just see her looking at us. And we
0: just see her looking at us and then she does something like she's kind of creepy and then like one of us like almost drops a bag of something or something but something Hmm. happens where she has to like reach out and grab her hand like at the end of Carrie and then you pan up and it's Sissy Spacek and then we just give her like the most bit line role. It's just like one word or something, and that's all you see of like the mega star,
1: like Drew Barrymore <laughs> in the Drew Barrymore video.
0: Really, I don't know. What I'll that show is. it to you.
1: Okay, show it to me. It's a Scissor
0: song. So, yeah. And then I think within, like, I don't know how long each episode would be, but I think you just make it so the four blood sacrifices are in each one. Uh. ooh.
1: is so best like, with a gun
0: sissy's face like is fucking beautiful
1: Final.
0: um yeah
1: love that yeah beautiful i think it'd be really man.
0: successful and then at the end of the third one okay so the third one pig blood prom destruction you end the third one uh showdown with the mom you end the third one with carrie walking out of the house i don't remember does she still have the knife in her in in the book
1: yeah, no um I don't think she takes the knife yeah, out. So I you, think she has it the whole time. So you
0: end the third one with her with the knife in her shoulder walking out the door, blood trail. That's the end of the third one. Then in the fourth one, the beginning is we get to see uh Chris and Billy's creepy sex scene mm-hmm. and then you get to have that whole feeling of like fucking Carrie just killed her mom and she got stabbed and all this shit, but look at Billy and Chris getting their weird sex reward. And then we take it from there.
1: Love that. I do too. Corey, you're a genius.
0: I know, thank you. <laughs> I'm just joking.
1: No, take it. But it's one, you. two, two, three right now.
0: Ooh, that's, okay. that's a fun time.
1: Notes, notes.
0: Um, I my...
1: don't think there's anything left to talk about in this movie until we get to the really hokey action.
0: Yeah. Should we finish up the movie and then I'll bring it back to more more Carrie magic?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the action in this movie was very hokey and bad. It's one on one on the recording. Hokey, bad, uh, and again, this is part of the one blueberry that I took off because if it was made like in 2013, 2013, I loved the action. It captured the scale um, and it was like believable and the Desjardins push, beautiful. Oh, yeah. In this movie, it's CGI furniture. <laughs> oh
0: my God, you guys
1: flying. It's very Harry Potter. It's very. Oh, but I have a story about Harry Potter. Since we talk about theme parks on here, I went to Universal Studios. I bought a Harry Potter wand. I was doing the spells with the thing and they weren't working for me because you can go to little stations and make stuff happen. with yeah. your magic wand. It's for cute. 50 American dollars. And it wasn't <laughs> working for me. And then um, an attendant came up in like robe clothes in like Harry Potter robes. And she yeah. goes, hi, you're... <laughs> um, you're one of the taller guests when you see <laughs> at the park. So if you try and do it a little bit lower and a little bit smaller, it should work a little better. And I was like, what a kind way to say, it, like, you stupid six-foot-tall man. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why are you playing with this children's stuff today? Don't you know today? this is a
0: place for kids.
1: Yeah, it was, she was very nice, though. Um, We're all
0: kids at heart, though.
1: Anyway, um, the blood drop was great. I th- Oh, oh, oh. Um, you
0: mean the 10-hour blood drop?
1: It, it wasn't... <laughs> it was
0: just like someone had a hose over her and was going...
1: <laughs> so i bad. think this one had a lot better um timing uh, than the 76 one the 76 oh, one took definitely. way too bad damn long this one built up suspense for a good amount of time and then gave it to us
0: and then great. props for like not wipe not like yeah the blood afterwards the opening of the eyes
1: the opening of the eyes was the best in this one of the three
0: uh which was the eddie cantor uh thing Ching was trying to describe that Thanks. i didn't uh remember last episode um also i wanted to talk about billy's character a little bit because oh shit, should i talk about this now or should we talk more about the movie
1: uh can we talk about one thing sure. before? so another addition that they made to this movie that was new was um they have them sitting at the table and it's it's really closely mirroring the diploma movie with the lighting and the focus on Carrie. they're sitting at the table Desjardins is talking to them um, and they're talking about graduation and how after and how um, Deja Don was miserable in high school and Carrie feels so like, Oh, thank God, like I'm not by myself. And it's not everybody. And Deja Don is like, graduation is going to be soon. You're never going to think about these people again, but you come back for the 10 year reunion. All these dudes are going to be fat <laughs> all the and and whatever. There's fat phobia there. I don't think it's bad to be fat at all. Um, it's literally a myth that it's bad to be fat anyway. Um, but you know, in the context of the movie, whatever, um, that, that was a great scene. Cause it's like, we, as the audience know, that Carrie and all the rest of these people are about to die. About
0: to die. Um,
1: And so it's like, oh, you're going to escape from this so soon. And we're like,
0: oh, no, like, she's going to kill them. Um, Which I guess is like the fun thing about knowing what's going to happen, right? Because you're like, mm-mm. Right.
1: Um, <laughs> Carrie. Oh, I'm going to make Carrie, Corey, read this note that I have. Oh. But um, I love this Carrie. I love she was believably ugly, but when she had her debut she was reasonably beautiful. Yeah,
0: like but not like over not like Chloe Moret's beautiful.
1: Right. Where it's like, oh duh, she looked like that. We could look yeah. at her the whole time. It was like, oh wow, she really had the ability to mm-hmm. clean up nice. Yeah. Um and also this Carrie had such incredible emotional intelligence. Like the way she was able to be like I uh, please don't make fun of me or Oh and, that I, was good. I really and like multiple times throughout the movie she's like, I know what's going on. Like I know that we don't, I don't get along with people, but I know how people work. Like, um, there's multiple scenes like that, that I thought were really compelling. And then, um, oh, (gasps) before the blood drop where we have Carrie's fantasy of the dance.
0: Oh, I I actually like that.
1: I, read my note about that.
0: Cut my tits off with a knife. That dance scene was incredible. I love this film. I love this film. I love this film. I guess Daniel loved this this film. film.
1: You know what that reminds (laughs) me of? What? I wonder if... No, there's a 0% chance that... What? um Oh, my God. What's... Pan's Labyrinth. Who's the guy?
0: Oh, I don't know. Guillermo del
1: Toro. There's yeah. a 0%... It was just 1515 on the thing. Um, there's a 0% chance that he pan. was drawing on... Pan! Pan! We have a Pan statue. Mm-hmm, and I'm no, talking okay. about Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um, Guillermo del Toro. There's a similar scene in The Shape of Water where um, oh. she does this whole fantasy about a beautiful romantic ballroom oh, and they dance, do the dance with the monster and um we come back to and it's it's a fantasy as the audience we know that it's a fantasy but we're so there in the moment with the character because they've done such a good job of taking us there i think that's a good parallel i don't think he drew inspiration from 2002 no. lifetime tv carrie but, um, but nice,
0: but do we want to see Guillermo Del Toro make this movie? Yeah, I kinda do now now that you bring it up. Uh, I would love to see With a that female, way. it yeah. needs to be a co creation. Um so that uh, part Catherine Hardwick. Oh.
1: The director of the first Twilight movie.
0: Oh. Yeah. Uh I agree with that. I'm first. a genius. Genius. We're both just a couple of geniuses sitting in a car recording a podcast in the forest.
1: Um <laughs> visually. Yeah. The magic starts to happen. That ripple effect, that visual ripple effect. Yeah. For not even okay, I'm gonna take away that disclaimer, not for 2002 graphics. Straight up, that was compelling, beautiful, a beautiful way to portray like the psychic like shock wave. Yeah. Um, it's like a little bit of a gray like glimmer that happens oh, across the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked very, very good. That's the one thing that this movie did visually. A lot of the other stuff were like, it's ah, like cheesy. this is a horror movie, and we're watching things at a 45-degree angle. I was yeah. like, this is BS. That's why I think it could be edited into a good movie. The score was hokey, it was bad, the action wasn't very good.
0: Um
1: there was a Wilhelm scream at one point that ah, ah,
0: ah, you is know that, that what scream you heard a million times. Yeah,
1: where you have heard it a million times in a million different movies. Yeah. They use them in Star Wars. Um, There's a
0: song I love called Wilhelm Scream.
1: Yeah.
0: Um it, so that part with the where Carrie goes on the dance, it happens before the blood drop. So like for me, I was kind of like are we not doing the blood draft like what's happening and then they right. they're, they're like dancing and then you think right. like oh maybe after but then you realize it's her imagining it and that was pretty good right. That it's was such good. a good yeah. conscious
1: play on right because we see yeah they're stand... standing on her mark where she's gonna get hit yeah she moves out of it for the dance and we're like oh my god wait what are we not gonna... i know yeah. i was freaking out then that's such a good <laughs> conscious play on like this is an audience who knows the movie right. who knows what's gonna happen and it's like <laughs> that that was such a good oh what's gonna happen so yeah.
0: it's like you like you're like i just want to finish and they're like hang on <laughs> right.
1: so can we i i don't think we need to say anything about the action it's all no, good no but already... i
0: will let's talk about the blood drop and okay. um i thought there was a lot of nice images of carrie post blood drop and yes. then just like the blood on her hands afterwards there was a lot of shots of her hands but i it was nice yeah like it was yeah. visually appealing and it
1: looked not painted on
0: yeah and more so like 2013 you know movies filming gets a little more clean looking just like visually right but the visuals in the 2002 movie a lot of them miles better than the 2013 one just yeah. like visual aesthetically pleasing yeah and this was the first time we got to see prom as venice not under the stars yes yeah and i thought so there's this one scene where yeah. carrie oh comes my God. out
1: yeah and um with the, the circus set no the um the person who gives carrie her bouquet is dressed as a um do you know what the dress is a thingy
0: do you know whose dress she's wearing no the black and white dress that's because you were in second grade um, I'm not sure what year, but that's Julia Roberts' famous dress from like the Oscars or the Academy Awards that she wore with Ooh. the white on the back. Ooh. And it's really nice because once Carrie starts to fucking destroy everything, that dress gets wet and it looks like a skeleton hand. Uh, and I was like, I don't know if that's yeah, on purpose, God. but that fucking looks sick. Um, I'll post a picture of it on the gram. Um other funny things to note about that scene once shit started going down fucking miss desjardins was hanging from an ac vent hanging from an ac <laughs> vent <laughs> so she wouldn't get electrocuted and then so carrie walks outside and you get this really nice aesthetic image of like this red and white striped test tent with balloons behind her and then she's just all bloody and corsages and blood and then the building starts to fall down but somehow Dejardin made it out yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh can we <sighs> is there more to say before Carrie's mom drowns her in the tub and Carrie and drowns her, Carrie is dead, mm-hmm. and then her power takes over again. Carrie opens her eyes, mm-hmm. looks at her mom, squeezes her heart till it stops, her Fabulous. mom dies. Fabulous.
0: Also, they pan out. So you've seen it from above. Mom's dead. But one shoe is askew. Love it.
1: Love it. And then and yeah. This is the part where oh. it goes nuts. And this part is this is ooh 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 ooh. Okay, so <laughs> it was uh, Corey saying that this is the pilot episode for a TV show that never happened. Yeah, yeah. this is why. Is because Sue Snell comes back, does CPR on camera. <gasps> it's super awkward. I and about we're this part. and we're totally like, oh. What? Uh I don't know. I I totally I'm like, what what are what what are we doing? Same, here? same, 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 and same. Then, it's, like, totally believable that she's like, okay, uh, I know you're supposed to, like, tilt your head, like, and she's, like, doing this thing like, how do I do th- CPR? Yeah. Like, she does it. Carrie wakes up and is, like, what happened? Because she doesn't know because her, the magic power side of her protected her innocent fragile brain from be- being, taking responsibility for all that stuff. Because um, she doesn't need any more trauma.
0: So much trauma. Sue so
1: saves Carrie. Carrie lives. Carrie puts the flower on her own grave, wearing the worst blonde bob wig you've ever oh, seen in your life. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then Sue drives her to Florida. Florida. And she gets to live.
0: She gets to live.
1: This car, this Carrie gets to live. Which is, I feel love, like love, I, love. I would love.
0: watch that TV show. I would watch that TV make TV. it. I'm I'll watch begging it. Begging
1: for it. I Type beg.
0: Title You do it. You do it. Um. So the other thing that happened when Sue was giving Carrie CPR is we get that, uh, psychic exchange of information.
1: The reading scene, the reading scene. Oh.
0: Which looked great.
1: It looked so perfect. And Sue's face, the way she ex- like this fantastic performance, she totally looked like- it was like this terrifying, this is something I've never experienced before, what the hell is going on, Carrie's inside my mind, just like, it's a very That's So Raven, like, zooming into her oh, eyeball. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah, it's, yeah, good. Yeah. it's good, it's, it's good. It's good. It's too, it's too, 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 too. too, 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 too. Um, So, I uh, just like, oh, I love, yeah, love, love, I love. Also, at one point, Margaret says to Carrie, I can see inside you. And I don't know if that's just her being like a mom, I have eyes in the back of my head or I can see around corners. Or if that's Margaret kind of hinting to or alluding to her having a little bit of the power or that Carrie, already from a young age, her psychic power is leaking out in that way. Yeah. Also, in this movie, we see Sue like tap into the psychic wavelength of yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I know that something's going on because Carrie is projecting her mind into mine. But the reading scene, Carrie reading Sue, so good, so, so good. good. They did it.
0: So good. And then, so you, since you were talking about her mom talking about seeing inside of you, this is one of the things I was. Thinking. It's one, two, three. This is one of the things I was thinking about this week. Carrie White is a witch, which would make her. The White Witch. The White Witch. White witches aren't bad. Yeah. But somehow, she's a human monster in this book.
1: Incredible. Think about
0: that. Like, think about... Think about, like, how ooh, ooh, everybody... The
1: that I think.
0: think about how De Palma Pierce...
1: It was just 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Oh, my God. I gotta stop looking at that. <laughs> this like, is gonna be so annoying for you t- people, I'm
0: sorry. No, tell you, once you start messing with synchronicities, it's just... Be prepared to have a life of synchronicities. Like, that's just just, just, just how it is. Um, But, oh, I lost my train of thought. So, Pierce. De Palma. Oh, they try and use little tactics in their film to get you to like Carrie. Because Carrie's bad. She's a white witch.
1: Yeah.
0: From a line of white witches. <laughs> like, she's not bad. She was just put in a closet for 16 years. I think anyone would do that right so it just irritates me that like everyone comes away thinking like oh carrie's bad like even the person who made her doesn't like her poor carrie carrie i like you carrie
1: did nothing wrong
0: she didn't do anything wrong so get abused
1: right i more women should commit mass acts of violence that's what (laughs) neoliberal feminism is all about
0: um so, we talked about that Disney Plus thing called What If last week, and there was a new one out. So, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But the new one was called What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands. Um, I won't tell the
1: whole episode. He loses his hands?
0: Yeah, that's how the, in the car crash, he loses his hands. Remember, he's like oh, a surgeon, nice. and then he yep. has to, and then that's like the whole thing he's like doing magically with his hands. But in the cartoon, he loses his heart, which is his lady love. Um, and then he becomes a total villain. And I was like, hmm, that's a perspective, right? So like, what if Carrie White didn't get pig blood dropped on her? Would mm. she be like the most popular girl at school? Or would people like her more?
1: Yeah, what if, what if it hadn't happened? Or
0: like, what if her mom didn't throw her in a closet 700 times a day and make her pray to Jesus?
1: Should we do an episode about where we watch Matilda? Cause sure. I think Matilda is Carrie.
0: I've never seen Matilda. I don't like to that's watch. W- that's why with my kids. last name is Honey. Really? Is her last name Honey?
1: No. Um. There's a teacher in that. Aww. Her teacher. Okay. Um. We'll watch it and report back.
0: Maybe that's something that we'll do in November.
1: November, right? Yeah.
0: We'll do that for our November thing we we're talking about. Yeah.
1: So we've recorded all five episodes within the span of a week and a half.
0: About yeah.
1: About a week and a half. Yeah. Um. We're gonna be taking a break because October busy busy busy
0: busy, but you'll still be getting an episode every week until the end of October because of all this work we're doing now but I would ideally I would like if Daniel would like to as well uh keep this up not with Carrie some new subject
1: right and we're gonna have to slow down otherwise we're gonna be recording for like eight years in advance
0: Fucking hell. Yeah, and I need to work on some other stuff.
1: Right, and because Corey does all the work on this show. So write a five star review and say thank you to Corey. Thank
0: you, Daniel. That was my kindergarten
1: teacher voice. Everybody say thank you, Corey.
0: Thank you, Corey. You're welcome. Oh, I wrote this down during the dance scene in the 2002 movie. I put heart, WTF, a dance, a kiss, a dream. <laughs> I guess I was really into it at the moment.
1: This is so funny. Corey convinced herself that she didn't like this movie, that she obviously had a great time watching and loved every single individual element <laughs> of it. But it's okay, she can keep her moving. <laughs>
0: I'm not changing no my Sue Snow. Yeah, because we don't see her till after the big catastrophe, which I've liked because that was in the book. And then right. you kind of like, because the reason I like that is because you're sitting there watching this going, what the fuck is Sue Snell doing? Like it's a good way to draw you into the story right? right like these are all the little tactics
1: yeah and this is not in the air you where you and I were talking uh, and you said that really what Carrie is is a love story. It was just 2727. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about this. When either. I talk about the numbers, I'm talking about watching Corey's laptop with the ticker <laughs> thing going by and it saying that we've been recording for one hour, 27 minutes, 37 seconds. That's every time I say, ooh, it's da-da-da-da-da. It's either the time or the minute that we're at on the recording.
0: Yeah, and I just have my computer open um, on Daniel's car dashboard, so we're not like staring at it on purpose. It's just every time we look at it, it's got some kind of secret <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Tell your friends. Uh, what? If we. Okay. Tell your friends to all subscribe to our podcast uh, and to our Patreon. Ooh. And um, if we can get enough money, maybe we can get a hearse. We can get a hearse for our studio. Corey's eyes just got wide. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, Is there anyway, a hearse
0: that... we can buy on Island?
1: No, but for, for buying right, a hearse, let's... we can pay 500 bucks for shipping.
0: Let's manifest this shit you
1: people manifest it for us get us a hearse
0: to fucking record this podcast in i am in love with that idea
1: or maybe even if we don't get to buy one maybe someday we'll get to go
0: maybe a hearse which is magic it's magic daniel it doesn't have to make sense yeah there's already a hearse on lanai waiting for us
1: there's a hearse on lanai waiting for us and
0: i bet it's free
1: or someday we go on some kind of a (laughs) creepy haunted whatever like carry on tour
0: we'll go to new orleans
1: We'll go to New. Or- we have to go to New Orleans, yeah, and um, we'll find the frozen head of Walt Disney,
0: <laughs> and we'll take a photo in front of the LaLaurie Mansion and be like Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Okay. This
1: has been impossible to follow. What are we getting? At? Um, with now, twenty-one thousand gallons of blood. Oh yeah, that's because oh, uh, they turned on the the, the in, pig like, blood fire hose.
0: Doused her. Uh... I'm gonna double check
1: if I have any. This is the first time I'm actually following my notes because this. Gender. They were too oh good. no.
0: Oh, if you want to watch the part with just Chloe Moretz in that This Changes Everything documentary, it's at the 28-minute mark.
1: I think that should go in the show notes.
0: Yeah, I, I will put it in the show notes. Right. Daniel, I have to ask you a question, though, because okay. I was listening to our show from last week, and you made a comment, and I was like, <gasps> you think Gingham is dowdy?
1: Did I say Gingham was dowdy?
0: Yes, you did, and guess who wears Gingham all the time? Me. Um <laughs> I also use it a lot in my bags. And I was well, like,
1: <gasps> uh, I don't think gingham is necessarily dowdy. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you think of yourself as dressing like an influencer?
0: No. I just like to wear what I like to wear. Right. And I love gingham because it makes it reminds me of like when I was a kid and my grandma.
1: Yeah, it's cute. It's not so, sexy. It's demure.
0: I will give you that. It's definitely not sexy.
1: I'm not going to bully you. <laughs> but you are once again dressed as Mr. Smee.
0: because I'm allergic to the sun. <laughs> I need to get... I know I have a red sash uh, scarf somewhere. I need to wear that next time. And then I'll cool. just really be embodying Uh, uh
1: So I'm going to make Corey read the, the note that I have that I wrote while I was watching it. Oh, okay. Um, that we opened the show with, which is this one, the third one.
0: Corey is not going to like the Carrie disassociated the slaughter cake.
1: I was literally watching it and I was like, oh, Corey's gonna hate this.
0: It was very apparent that she disassociated, but after listening to Daniel explain why, it makes a lot of sense. And then, but then, but then, that's also the tactic used of like, oh, it's not her fault, she's not a bad person.
1: I don't think- So see- that we get to have our cake and eat it too, which is like, <sighs> watch this yeah. revel in the destruction for the men. <clears throat> And also get to love Carrie and watch her walk away. Incredible. I was
0: just laughing. Because like, for Daniel, not for Daniel, but like for the men. The
1: single tether that I have to manhood is that I like to watch um, (laughs) big storm videos and like ships caught in giant waves. That's like my singular tether to manhood.
0: And for me, it's very much like the period scene at the beginning, the blood drop after, just like the drama of it. When I watched the 2013 one with Philo, he he was like, let me know after the period part. Because he didn't want to watch any
1: of that stuff. That is so weird. And then,
0: and then I asked him if he wanted to watch the 1974 one with me. And he was like, fuck no. I saw that when I was in high school. And I'll never watch that movie again.
1: And I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> I think the period stuff freaked him out.
1: Oh, that's right. I love this movie.
0: Anyway. So funny.
1: When I was a kid, The Shining freaked me out. The
0: shiny. I couldn't
1: watch it during the day. Like, it's, it was too much for me.
0: I know I have scary movies I couldn't watch when I was little, but I can't think of what it was. Maybe it'll come to me. Uh, do we want to talk more about the movie, or do we want to switch topics, topics and talk about embodying
1: Ooh. the character
0: and acting? What was what were the two things we came up with? We acting talk- and embodiment? Was that it? We
1: were talking like acting and becoming. Yeah. Um, we, no, we were talking... Sorry to be like, I did it the best. But we were talking about um, the 74, the 76 movie Mm -hmm. and um, the contrast in performance between John Travolta and Sissy Spacek, where John Travolta was acting to do a job. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, acting has a job. And Sissy Spacek was acting to do art Mm -hmm. where she was, yeah, it was creation for her.
0: It's like an embodiment of whatever.
1: It was a becoming. yeah, Yeah,
0: like energy or entity Carrie is which i think are two very different things right um and i don't necessarily think you have to have like the big role in a film to do that i oh, no. i guess it's just you relating to the craft of acting <sighs> i think the girl angela bettis did a good job of embodying carrie
1: yeah i totally believed her the whole time
0: i will say though she or someone stole sissy spacex thing of her hair On her finger. That was Mm -hmm. a totally sissy basic thing. Um, and then I also feel like Chloe Moretz's carry was based a little bit on that two thousand two carry. You can't tell me it wasn't.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more things that this movie did that the other one took from. Oh. Yeah. More things that this movie did. Um it was only one thing, but the movie was constantly intercut with police interviews with different characters afterward, which I thought great nod to the book. There was a couple other scenes from the book that were included in this that Weren't in the 76 that were either later in the 2013 or weren't in that one at all. So this movie really tried to be faithful f- faithful to the book, mm-hmm. which I think was nice, especially considering the way that they really changed the end in a way that I really liked. Um, <laughs> That's the end of that point.
0: Yeah, and I just, like, I put on one of my notes, like, Brian De Palma really set the standard of what Carrie is with that film. Like, it's an, like, like, his effect has been in everything we've watched so far. Yes. So, that's kind of nice. I was, do you want to watch Carrie 2?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say And then we'll
0: save the musical as, like, a finale celebration.
1: Yeah, as, like, when we got through all the other Carries.
0: And then the 1953 one is, like, our extra credit piece.
1: Yeah, also Matilda.
0: Okay, cool. I'm really excited to watch... Oh, Matilda, yeah. Oh, maybe we can do the Matilda and we'll do that like a Patreon episode or
1: something. Oh, yeah, yeah, Matilda Patreon. Yeah. yeah so I can go more into why my last name is Honey.
0: Oh, fun. That would be fun. Uh, Carrie 2 was filmed in 1999, which I'm really excited about. That's when I moved here. Really? I graduated yeah. in 1998. Big so, transition year. So I feel like uh, I'll know a lot of songs from the soundtrack. Um... There was also something, too, like, 2002 Carrie felt more relatable to me because that's, like, I was younger then. Yeah. So a lot of the things that they were doing, I was like, I get that, I get that. Whereas, like, huh. 1974, I was, in, or 76, like, four years later, I was born.
1: Right. So. Did you watch the show Veronica Mars? No. That was an MTV show starring Kristen Bell about a teenage detective. And the tone of this movie really reminded me of that in a way that I really enjoyed, except when it didn't work. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I just, I love this movie. I will die on a hope for this film.
0: Like, I feel like, and this, like, Daniel, maybe, Daniel can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you really like this film because it was, like, it reminded you of stuff you watched growing up? Or, like, it has the same... Feeling it, essence? It
1: took me back. Yeah, there's a nostalgia to it. That, yeah. Because I can't, I can't have nostalgia for the '70s one because it yeah. didn't exist.
0: So now I'm curious as if I watch the 1999 one, which I'm gonna do when I go home today, because I'm like really excited about it. If I'll have that same nostalgia and I'll like it just because of that.
1: Okay. If you're gonna watch, okay, if you're gonna watch the 1999 one today, I'm going to too. Which it. It. we gotta figure okay. out. We're gonna record whenever. Uh, have you
0: watched any kind no, of?
1: Holiday.
0: Oh, it is a holiday. Have you watched any kind of trailer for the 19- oh okay, we don't. I won't. But I will say this. Someone from the 1974 movie is in it. Oh, I already know. Ah, oh, got it. It is. I was like, Oh, okay. actually.
1: Do you know how to do a bleep? Because maybe I can take you can bleep that, and then they won't know. Oh yeah, I can. In figure case it you guys out. are gonna. I yeah. can take
0: the sound out, and I kind of am into the progression we watch the movies in because the ending makes sense for this next Carrie movie we're about that
1: to watch. Like, yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Uh, that's another thing I recommend. Watch the 2013 movie before the 2002, mm-hmm. because it really amps up our ability to enjoy it. You yeah. said you didn't like it, but, oh, and you had to watch it in four parts, so you really weren't enjoying it. I, I, I mean, love that movie. I'm not gonna make you say you liked it any more than you already have.
0: So, I love Lifetime movies. Like, I know that's, like, the cheesiest shit ever, but I love that shit. So, I liked it, like, like viewing it from that perspective. They were good. They wouldn't make them. Yeah. Uh, but did I think this was the best version of Carrie, oh, no. no, and I think a lot of it had to do with just like aesthetically, like but like the aesthetics of the film, right,
1: compositions the, of shots, the score, yeah, the score, the even the casting effects.
0: choices, like just, mm. but the, but I liked a lot of the additional stuff they filmed, mm-hmm. but I would also, but I also liked a lot of additional stuff they filmed for the 2013 that wasn't in the 2002, right. So, like, if we're talking about, like, our ultimate version of Carrie, no, I haven't seen it yet. But there are bits and pieces from each each one that I like. Mm -hmm. 2013, least favorite by far.
1: Least, yeah. Just awful. Awful. Terrible. Awful. Um, it was odd, just as far as it it being made for TV, that being another layer to the tone of it. I've said tone and tonality a million times in this show. But, um, that, it being made made for TV. Oh, seeing, like, it intercut with, like, places for commercial spots oh yeah but i was like ooh, 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 what's this about it's just an odd little extra thing
0: yeah if you watch it on tubi it's like it cuts to commercial before the commercial break so when you come back That's after okay. the commercial it's like the ending and then the commercial break and then it starts because <laughs> there's no commercial break it's just like probably cut. zero
1: people have seen it since it was released on <sighs> tubi for them to like be like oh sorry we're gonna fix that
0: and i resurrect, I
1: resurrect 2002 carrie she's the one who lived we should help her to live on
0: that's very true and I feel like I was gonna say like don't even bother watching this film but I think if you really so this is my honest opinion don't bother watching the 2013 one the 2002 one is better and I would suggest watching it but then I think it only makes sense more if you watch the 2013 one yeah so you kind of have to watch them all (laughs)
1: suffer through the 2013 one because that will increase your enjoyment of this one
0: yeah definitely and like i would also high like if you want to go on the carry verse journey i would highly recommend doing it in the manner in which we've done it because it's a really nice progression right and then you'll be like oh oh so
1: Join the discussion. Yeah. In the form of five star reviews on Apple Podcasts or as comments comments on our $3 Patreon. Yeah. Who gave
0: us $3? $3? That's less than a cup of coffee.
1: In this crazy modern world.
0: Yeah. Fucking, do you know what alcoholic beverages at Chengdu taste are like $14? What Uh, the fuck?
1: I I don't like that.
0: Me either. Philo and I, we're not drinkers, but we each had one and it was like 30 bucks in drinks and we were like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's terrible. It's pretty bad. So yeah, $3, heck of a deal, and there's gonna be an extra, there's a Word Wednesday, there'll be lots of like little, uh, pre-things you can see on there about what we're doing on the podcast, and other fun stuff.
1: We're trying so hard to get to the end of it, right? That's what's happening now? I have one more thing to say. The end of the
0: movie, or the end of the podcast? The end
1: of the podcast. Okay. Um, pig's blood for a pig, in this Mm. movie. Billy says it mm-hmm. after he and Chris are like smoking weed, which to me is so funny. It's like something a stoned psychopath would say, pig's blood for a pig. It's like, yeah, that works. That really, really works. Ah, I fucking
0: love that one, shit. One, one. One, 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 one. one. Um. So before we end, should we do a little Carrie Bibliomancy? Yes, let's do should it. Should we ask it what it thought about the 2002 film? <sighs>
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. So
0: if you go on Patreon. We'll uh, explain what's happening. We'll explain the Carrie bibliomancy. But we're going to do one at the end of the episode.
1: What Carrie thinks about our, about the 22, 2002 yeah. movie. Whatever your game is, girl, I'm ready to play.
0: Fuck yeah. That is from the Carrie musical songbook. You should look up the cover of it. It's amazing. So Carrie approves. Should I ask it a question from the from the actual Stephen King book? Yeah. What's our question? What? Oh, this is a fun one. Uh, Carrie, Stephen King book. Give us and the listeners some fun synchronicity to look at until next week. Or until we record our next episode. Okay. Let's see what it says.
1: Keep it ears and eyes please. Oh,
0: no, this isn't great. Fire department pumpers from Westover. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm gonna go again. You do it. Okay. I feel like Daniel has the magic. Could you... Daniel has the magic.
1: It's in... oh no, here. Cigarette smoke.
0: Okay, so that's actually kind of the same. So... Whoa.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. That's scary.
0: Yeah, what do you going say?
1: Well, no. You got fire. Yeah. I got cigarette smoke. Yeah. Scary. Scary.
0: So I'm not going to like be like fire destruction. If you see like a fire on television, that counts. Right. If you hear people talking about fire a lot, that counts. If you hang out with
1: an Aries, a Sagittarius, or a Leo.
0: So like look for fire and smoke in metaphor because that's apparently what it wants us to look for. Fire and smoke. Fitting. Maybe that's... Go ahead.
1: You know, get through the midday slump with, you know, a nice bowl of crack.
0: (laughs) Or like, maybe you, uh, need to smoke a joint and then watch Carrie 2002.
1: I think that experience would be vastly improved with a Mm -hmm. little bit of um, an illicit substance.
0: Uh, disclaimer alert, I was really high when I watched it and I still didn't enjoy it that much. So,
1: I, I mean... You did. Every, I did. Every individual did. element of it you love.
0: I did. I'm just embarrassed to say I did because for some reason I think I'm better than that, which is fucked up. <laughs> i like, I'm better than this lifetime made for movie <laughs> television show. That's fucked up. What
1: network did it air on?
0: Oh, ABC Paramount. Family. It's a Paramount thing. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I, that's that's got to be enough.
0: Yeah.
1: You're sick of us, right?
0: No. They love us. They love us. They love it.
1: Right, we can tell from the five-star reviews that they leave.
0: And all the Patreon followers I have.
1: And you follow... <laughs> well, yeah, you follow Corey on Instagram. You do not follow me. Secrets. Um, more
0: secrets.
1: Send us love in the universe. Look for a fire and smoke in your life. Um, mm. Say I love you to your mother. Unless you don't.
0: Oh, can I say one more thing?
1: Yeah. Last our show.
0: episode. <laughs> can I say one more thing on the show that I... Half. um last episode we talked about carrie being magic and then i started thinking about the actual book of carrie as being a grimoire yeah so have fun with that <sighs> one four four, four four
1: five five, five. five, five. <laughs> and with that we bid you adieu
0: bye guys we'll see you next week when we talk about the 1999 movie carrie two the the fury oh
1: and we gotta watch the other one that is not related to carrie but that brian De Palma directed that amy irving stars in oh
0: yeah with oh the my board. god there's
1: so many episodes we're gonna be recording this podcast until Forever. june of 2049
0: follow us on patreon so we can have this as our full-time jobs because we love it
1: i'm gonna do more pee magic
0: yeah that's what we need pi- pee magic also don't forget fire and smoke we'll fire see you smoke? guys in one week Be-bop.